What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Sarah Paulson in the movies Jurassic World Dominion and Cha Cha Real Smooth. First, let's talk about Sarah Paulson. For a lot of actors, before they have a major breakout role, they are on a project that looks like on paper is going to be the breakout project, but ultimately fails. And for Paulson, that's the short-lived comedy Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. The show was written and created by Aaron Sorkin, the man behind the West Wing, the guy who is considered by many to be the best modern screenwriter. And along with Paulson, co-starred Matthew Perry, fresh off of Friends, and three-time Emmy-winning actor Bradley Whitford. So a show that should have been a sure thing and made Paulson famous instead lasted only one season and 22 episodes. Ultimately, the thing that made Paulson a household name is her work on the horror anthology series American Horror Story on FX created by Ryan Murphy. And the idea of an anthology series has become common. Each season of a show that consists of different characters played by the same actors. But in 2012, it was not that common. Shows were mostly held to the standards of each season being about the same people in the exact same situations. American Horror Story was drastically different than most of the other shows on TV. It made television look fresh, and for her work on the show, Paulson has been nominated for six Emmys. Only Evan Peters has appeared in more episodes of American Horror Story than Sarah Paulson, and even with that, I think Sarah Paulson is the face of that show. Before and during Paulson's time on American Horror Story, she also appeared in a large number of excellent indie films films, 2011's Martha Marcy May Marlene with Elizabeth Olsen, 2012's Mud with Matthew McConaughey and Ty Sheridan, 2015's Carol with Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett, and 2016's Blue Jay with Mark Duplass. Sarah Paulson's career reminds me a lot of Elizabeth Moss's. Both have had unreal success on television. Paulson with American Horror and American Crime Story, and Moss with The West Wing, Mad Men, and The Hands made tale and at the same time both have done underrated work in movies both in supporting and leading roles another similarity both are drawn to daunting projects they both usually play people going through something super traumatic it's hard to categorize either Moss or Paulson as television stars or movie stars they really go back and forth beautifully between both things Paulson has been in some massively popular movies Netflix's Bird Box in 2018 with Sandra Bullock was at one point the streamer's most watched film ever and she appeared in Glass in 2019, the sequel to both 2002's Unbreakable and 2016's Split from director M. Night Shyamalan and Paulson also starred in 2020's Run, one of Hulu's biggest hits. Paulson's key creative collaboration has been with writer-director-creator Ryan Murphy who's worked with the actress not only on every season of American Horror Story, but also on American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. 
Alien Impeachment and Ratchet on Netflix, a series about the character Nurse Ratchet from The One Who Flew Under the Cuckoo's Nest. Murphy has had a strange career. He's the creator of Glee, which couldn't be any different than his other work. He's one of the few auteur television creators, and Paulson has really been his muse. Paulson has appeared in three movies that have been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, the first being 2012's 12 Years a Slave, a movie that is filled with future stars Chiwetel Ejiofor, Nipita Nyong'o, Michael Fassbender, along with Paulson, 2015's Carol, which is the best movie Paulson has been in. I love Blanchette and Mara in the movie, but it also features great supporting turns from Paulson, Kyle Chandler, Jake Lacey, and John Magaro, and 2017's The Post from director Steven Spielberg, which starred Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, and has another unbelievably stacked supporting cast. Paulson, Bob Odenkirk, Tracy Letts, Bradley Whitford, Michael Stuhlbarg, Carrie Coon, Matthew Reese, Allison Brie, Jesse Plemons, David Cross, and Zach Woods. Everyone I just mentioned, like Sarah Paulson, goes back and forth between movies and television, and they're all wonderful actors. I really like that movie. I think it's one of the more underrated Spielberg flicks. My favorite performance of Paulson's career is as Marsha Clark, the lawyer who infamously lost the O.J. Simpson trial in 1994. Paulson's performance really humanized someone who has largely been ridiculed by the public for losing a trial that everyone thought was impossible to lose and I think in hindsight there was so much going on. It was the first real celebrity trial that was televised for the world to see. Clark was not as incompetent as we were led to believe. Paulson won her first Emmy. Watching this show I realized she was a generational talent. I loved American Crime Story The People vs. OJ. Everything about that show worked. Cuba Gooding Jr. gave his best performance since Jerry Maguire. David Schwimmer was phenomenal. Sterling K. Brown was exceptional especially in his scenes with Paulson. I thought John Travolta was great. It's one of the best seasons of television ever and it felt like an event. The most underrated performance in Paulson's career is in the movie Blue Jay. In the movie she plays Amanda who reconnects with her former boyfriend Jim played by Mark Duplass. The movie is somber and the two of them put on an acting showcase. I know everyone already thinks Sarah Paulson is a phenomenal talent, but once you see the movie Blue Jay, you're going to be blown away by her. Like, I was just so unexpectedly surprised by how brilliant she was in this movie. I love to be surprised. You can be surprised by people you already think are great, and that's what Paulson did in this movie. The best year of Paulson's career has to be 2016, where she won an Emmy for Best Lead actress in a limited series for The People vs. OJ and was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for her work on American Horror Story Hotel where she played two characters. It's one of the best year of televisions for an actress ever and she also starred in the movie Blue Jay with Mark Duplass. Phenomenal work was being done by Sarah Paulson in 2016. I think it's the year she took over the world as a performer. Here's a list of noteworthy performances given by 
Sarah Paulson, Martha Marcy May Marlene, American Horror Story, Mud, 12 Years a Slave, American Crime Story, The People vs. OJ, Carol, Blue Jay, The Post, and Run. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Jurassic World Dominion. Here's a quick synopsis. With dinosaurs now living amongst humans, former Jurassic World employees Owen Grady and Claire Deering are now living in isolation with her adopted daughter, Maisie Lockwood, until she is captured by Biasin, a company trying to exploit the ever-changing world. The film stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Dewanda Wise, Muhammadu Ache, Campbell Scott, Omar Sy, Justice Smith, and B.D. Wong. Standout performances. I feel like I'm more and more in the minority when I say this. I like Chris Pratt as Owen and Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire. Let's start with Pratt. I believe no one likes him as his character because he's not funny and funny is what people want from Pratt. They know him as Andy from Parks and Rec, Emmett from the Lego Movie, and Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy. All humorous and at times dim-witted, lovable characters. And he's great at playing that archetype. As Owen in these free Jurassic World movies, there's very little humor as he's attempting to be a more modern classic action star. And he's good, not great at being that. And then getting to Howard, I really do like the arc of Claire as someone who used to work at Jurassic World and is now trying to make up for it. By no means do I think she's a great actress, but Howard has been very good in a lot of films. 2004's The Village, 50-50 and The Help both in 2011, Pete's Dragon in 2016 and Rocket Man in 2019 and many more. People talk about the lack of chemistry between Pratt and Howard. And listen, it's not great, but it's also not non-existent. I think they have really good chemistry in the first movie, Jurassic World, and then the last two movies, there is a big drop-off in chemistry between the two. And finally, the one new character in Dominion I was really impressed with is Ramsey Cole, a mole within Biasin, played by by Mamadou Ache, whose work I've really enjoyed in 2017's Unicorn Store, 2018's The Front Runner, and 2020's Underwater. This guy has charisma. I think he's a future leading man. Pratt's next projects include the Amazon series The Terminal List, the Marvel movies Thor Love and Thunder, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, where he will of course be reprising the role of Peter Quill, aka Star-Lord, and he will voice the character of Mario and Garfield in future movies. He's a curious choice to voice these iconic characters. Dallas Howard will next star in the movie Argyle with Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ariana DeBose, will voice a character in the latest Pixar film Elemental, and will direct an episode of season three of The Mandalorian, having previously directed episodes in both prior seasons. And Aceh's next film is Burial, with Jamie Foxx, Tommy Lee Jones, and Journey Smollett. Jurassic World Dominion has the return of the iconic original trio Alan Grant, Ellie Sadler, and Ian Malcolm, played by Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, respectively. All three have had great careers since Jurassic Park in 1993. Dern is one of the most respected actresses, winning an Oscar for 2019's Marriage Story. Goldblum starred in yet another blockbuster in Independence Day in 1993 and has become a semi-regular in Wes Anderson movies and Neil was excellent in the first two seasons of Peaky Blinders and received praise for his work in the movie
movie, The Hunt for the Wilder People, directed by Taika Waititi. This is not the first time these actors have returned to the franchise of Jurassic Park. Goldblum was the lead of the sequel, The Lost World Jurassic Park, and Neil led Jurassic Park free with Dern making a brief appearance. I'm happy the three of them have pivotal roles in Dominion. The problem, they're not very good in the movie. No one really cared about the Alan Grant Ellie Sadler relationship, but this movie really does think we all care that they spoiler end up together. I don't think anyone is going to go to this movie, see them get together and think, wow, that was worth it. And my issue with Jeff Goldblum in this movie is he is just playing the character of Ian Malcolm and playing Jeff Goldblum. That is what he is doing. He is just doing himself. He is no longer playing a character. He is just playing himself. The strength of the original Jurassic Park is this trio of actors and in this movie Jurassic World Dominion they are underutilized. Let's talk about the man at the helm of the Jurassic World trilogy Colin Trevorrow who rose to prominence with the indie film Safety Not Guaranteed starring Aubrey Plaza, Mark Duplass and Jake Johnson and then directed Jurassic World which was a success and then he was chosen to direct the final film in the Star Wars sequel trilogy but was then fired and replaced with J.J. Abrams. He co-wrote the script to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and is now the director and co-writer of Dominion and he is in my mind one for free when it comes to making really good Jurassic movies. I really like the first Jurassic World a lot but the last two have been nothing more than forgettable blockbusters. If they want to go back to making really good to great Jurassic Park films the studio needs to hire a better class of directors. The first two were directed by Steven Spielberg, the best director ever, and since have been directed by Joe Johnston on Jurassic Park 3, Colin Trevorrow on Jurassic World and Dominion, and J.A. Bayona on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. These are okay filmmakers, but are far from great ones. A lot of people also like to complain how the look of the dinosaurs have faltered since the original movie, and that may be true, but let's be honest for a second. If the movies had a great plot, no one would care. My main issue with the dinosaurs in these movies is they are trying to humanize them. Like Blue, for example, the raptor trained by Owen. I don't care about CGI dinos. It's like the Transformer movies with the robots. These things are there to look cool, not to add emotional elements to the story. One of my biggest issues with this franchise is the fact that in every movie the villain is a rich man trying to profit off of a world that has dinosaurs and I get it that's the point but at this point they beam that idea to death I mean look at it you've had in the lost world Peter Ludlow played by Arliss Howard who for some reason wanted to bring dinosaurs to San Diego in Fallen Kingdom you have Eli Moss played by Rafe Spall and Mr. Eversall played by Toby Jones who are auctioning off dinosaurs to the highest bidder and that gets us to Dr. Lewis Dodson, a ruthless CEO who illegally recreates a species of giant locust in Jurassic World Dominion that were formerly extinct. This character is awful 
awful. Jurassic Park movies deserve better human bad guys. With all that being said and all the bad reviews, this movie in the end is still a huge hit. It's already made close to $500 million and it shows yet again even the lesser films of the Jurassic Park franchise get people to the movie theaters. For as flawed and as long as Jurassic World Dominion is, its biggest crime is being too ambitious, which is better than being dull. There's some really good action scenes in this movie, the motorcycle scene with Chris Pratt, and there's also a cool underwater scene as well. Overall, I like Dominion more than the previous film, but if it's the last film of the franchise, that's kind of sad. I want a Jurassic sequel so the franchise can end with a bang and not a whimper. And in my ideal world, Spielberg would come back to close the door on the franchise and direct the last movie. Most likely that won't happen, but one can dream. Let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Here's a quick synopsis. A man right out of college, Andrew, forms a unique relationship with a mother, Domino, and her daughter, Lola, who is autistic. The film stars Cooper Rafe, Dakota Johnson, Leslie Mann, and Brad Garrett. Spotlight performances. Not only is Cooper Rafe the star of this movie, he's also the writer and director, and he's really good as the character of Andrew, who's lost after college. And many actors would have played this character as unlikable. I think Rafe's biggest strength is he makes you care for the character. In recent years, Dakota Johnson has become an avatar for young mothers. She's now played one in Our Friend, The Lost Daughter, and now in Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and in those movies is giving some of the best performances of her career. She is really going from a movie star to a great actress. She is the absolute best thing about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. She also produced the film. Johnson has gone from someone who was best known for the Fifty Shades film into someone who you expect good work from. That's why her choice to be the lead of Sony's Madam Web film is really interesting. Madam Web is a character from the Marvel comics who is associated with Spider-Man. I saw the character in Spider-Man the Animated Series. The character in that show gives Peter Parker advice. Johnson will co-star in this movie alongside Sidney Sweeney from Euphoria and the White Lotus and Tahar Rahim from the Mauritanian. These Sony Spider-Man spin-offs have been hit or miss. I like the Tom Hardy Venom films. Morbius, which I have not yet seen but by all accounts is bad. They're also making a Craven the Hunter movie starring Aaron Taylor Johnson along with Ariana DeBose, Christopher Abbott, Alessandro Nivola, and Russell Crowe. So I have no idea if Madam Web is good. For Johnson's sakes, I hope it is. I hope it works out. Johnson also has a Jane Austen adaptation coming out on Netflix, Persuasion, on July 15th. What I liked most about Cha-Cha Real Smooth was the arc of the character of Andrew. How at the beginning of the movie, he's judgmental towards his mother's relationship with his stepdad. He at one point straight up asks her, are you happy? He does the exact same thing to Domino, played by Johnson. He wants to be with her and give her what he thinks she is missing from her life. When you're young, you think you have the answers to everything and question what other people are doing. But by the end of the movie, Andrew truly understands both his mother's and Domino's life choices. The character shows a real sign of maturity. One of the best scenes of the movie is the final moment 
moments between Rafe's Andrew and Johnson's Domino, where she tries to get him excited for his life because it's wide open with options. The scene is both sad and hopeful at the same time and that can be really hard to pull off. Chow Real Smooth is a really good sophomore film for Rafe and an excellent showcase for Dakota Johnson who I believe is on the verge of getting her first Oscar nomination. It may not be for this film but it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there will be new episodes of the podcast every single Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and I highly recommend you go back and watch the work of actress Sarah Paulson and check out the movies Jurassic World Dominion and Cha Cha Real Smooth. Next week on the podcast I'm talking about the movies Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and The Souvenir Part 2 and the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi so tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 